everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. How many of you can point to the pain of the past, learn its lessons, and despite the dark clouds that may linger because of its ramifications, push through to victory and in the end light at the end of that tunnel, not once, but twice. Such was and is the case with my next guest whose impactful and moving 2010 memoir, Finding True Freedom from the White House to the World, chronicles the life and legacy of her beloved father, Harry S. Dent, whose political genius coined him the phrase, architect of, quote, Nixon's Southern strategy, end quote. Yet also great sorrow. When the scandal of Watergate would hit, political lives ruined, a presidency in disgrace, and but for the grace of God, a praying daughter, so would the life of her beloved father, whose end would be victorious, and Jesus Christ, his Lord. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a story you must read for another time. And yet, another life-threatening crisis would loom years later, only this time it's the daughter whose life lay in the balance and whose God-given strategy would give her the wisdom to overcome it all. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome award-winning author, writer, speaker, educator, missionary, and more in her latest must-read, Unleashing Your God-Given Healing, Eight Steps to Prevent and Survive Cancer. Please welcome a joy indeed, Ginny Dent Brandt. Ginny, welcome to Testimony. Thank you, Jensine, and it's great to be able to be on with you today. Well, Jenny, I have to say I was so enthralled with the memoir of your father, Harry S. Dent, that I almost didn't get to your latest award-winning read, which is so powerful and needed, and especially now in this COVID-19 pandemic era we find ourselves in that some call plandemic. Nevertheless, your story will help us also Let's get right to it. Question. You were in the picture of health when just four months after the death of your precious mother from breast cancer, you received a diagnosis of your own. Talk about that, its effects on you, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually. Well, to be perfectly honest, I was still grieving the loss of my mother when I accidentally found the lump in my breast. In the middle of the night, my ring got caught in my nightie. And when I was trying to free it, I felt the lump. And I wasn't too concerned at first because I didn't believe it, it would be cancer. But when the doctor told me those first words, it's cancer, I was shocked because I knew part of the journey I would go through because I had just gone through it with my mom. But then the next week, more test results came back, and he said, it's not just breast cancer. It's aggressive cancer. But then 
10 days later, I would go in for an MRI to determine the surgery. And that surgeon would take me into his room and show me something so unbelievable. He had to show me for me to believe it. It was the MRI showing that it looked like there was cancer in my lymph nodes and in different parts of my body. And it was just so hard to grasp. And, you know, they say that the shock of a cancer diagnosis is sending all of these feelings and all of these hormones, these stress hormones all over your body. And it's true. And that sent me to get a second opinion at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Chicago. And that was one of the best things I could have done. And I highly recommend to people that whenever they get an aggressive or stage three or four cancer diagnosis or any serious illness, insurance pays for that second opinion. You go and get it. Well, now did the battles you faced in Washington as the daughter of a prominent politician, Harry S. Dent, help to toughen you for the cancer battle you would endure years later. Can you elaborate? It certainly did, because I learned as a 16-year-old girl when everything was out of my control. My mother was severely depressed. My dad was being tried for Watergate. He was beginning to tell me that it looked like just guilt by being part of the administration, he would go to prison too, and that would leave me at 16 to raise my younger brother and to move on without the help of my of my parents. And that was a shocking thing to hear. But I learned from that experience that when we pray to Almighty God and ask for his help, he is with us through the journey. And I also knew from that experience, seeing where I was my father's confidant in the Watergate trials and I was praying for him, and then looking 10, 20 years out, he came to know Jesus. He ended up leaving his political career to go into full-time ministry and helping the underground church and the country of Romania come to freedom after communism. So I also knew that God can take any negative circumstance and work it for his good. And so in this situation, I'm praying, and I'm expecting that he's going to use this for his good, whether I live or whether I die. I heard the word death. So many times I got to the point I had to start laughing at it. Oh, there's that death word again, you know, and I just got to the point where I had to look at the eternal values that I'm to live as a witness for Jesus Christ, whether I live or die. And God is going to use this circumstance that I'm in for his good. And I'm just to depend on that. I must say I had the most supportive husband in the world. And you better believe that is important. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Jenny Dent Brandt, author of her latest must-read, Unleash Your God-Given Healing. Jenny, in your book, you talk about eight steps to preventing and then surviving cancer, as indicated in the subtitle of your book, Unleashing Your God-Given Healing. Can you elaborate? Well, it was the eight steps that I learned along the way as I was saying, Lord, guide me. Show me what I can do to help my doctor beat my cancer. And I began to search the scriptures, get delved into medical research, go to cancer conferences with medical doctors, 
and read every book I could get. And one of the first ones was hydration, proper hydration. It sounds so simple, but when you realize how powerful water is to the body, it enhances every cell and every system in our body. And it's so important that Jesus himself compared himself to our physical water, our body's physical need for water, he compared to our spiritual need of him. And that's a powerful analogy to how much our body needs water. So I realized that if I was going to get through the chemotherapy, I needed to hydrate and increase my hydration because lessen the side effects and help all of my body's systems that I needed to work right, to work as God intended. That helps prevent cancer to begin with. But here I am in the middle of a cancer journey, figuring out how I'm going to get through all of these toxic treatments that sometimes kill people, you know. And hydration is key to getting through the chemotherapy journey. And I think you've answered that next question I actually had for you, which is what is one step that is more crucial than the others? And would you say that is hydration? It's definitely up there at the top, but I would probably have to say it's the next step in my book, which is exercise. Because exercise helped me from the first moment I was diagnosed with cancer. Remember I told you all those stress hormones are going off in your in your body. So what did my husband and I do? After a prayer, we went out and walked to relieve the stress. And then after my first surgery, I just instinctively sat up in the bed and I said to the nurse, I want this catheter out as soon as possible and all these tubes. And he said, if you can walk four rounds at the hospital floor, at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, I'll remove the catheter and the tubes will come out in time. But the more exercise you do, the better. So I did the four rounds. It felt so good to move that I ended up walking two miles on the hospital floor that day. And my nurse wondered if he should stop me. So he called my surgeon and said, Miss <laughs> Brandt has already hit the mile marker. She's pulling the poles behind her and all the apparatus. And she's got a smile on her face and she seems fine. And she said, you let her go. It'll only promote healing in her body. And after two miles, when I got back to my room, first of all, the nurses were, were cheering. They'd never seen this happen before. I got back to my room, and the respiratory therapist came back, and she said, you've just oxygenated every cell in your body, and you don't, your oxygen rates are just all back to normal after all this anesthesia. This is wonderful. Then my surgeon comes in, and she goes, you know the tubes you were supposed to go home with for two weeks, and your husband was going to have to nurse and clean and, you know, he was concerned about this. She said, I'm taking them out today. Your body has already taken care of all that drainage, reduced your risk of blood clots, promoted healing all over your body. He said, I'm letting you go home early. No two. Well, that was just surgery. And then I did, by instinct, the Holy Spirit leading me, I walked two miles before chemotherapy, two miles after chemotherapy, and every day in between. And it helps the chemotherapy to target the cancer cells and to remove all the trash and poisons from my body so I didn't become septic and sick. Wow, this is so important. Ladies and gentlemen, again, you're listening to Ginny Dent Brandt, her must-read 
Unleashing Your God-Given Healing, Eight Steps to Prevent and Survive Cancer. Jenny, I remember meeting you at an NRB convention in Nashville, hearing about your diagnosis and then praying with you, believing God would curse at the root by the blood of Jesus, the cause and effects of your cancer. No doubt mine was one of thousands of prayers over the years. It was a six-year battle for you. That said, how crucial is a life of prayer, which I think you've answered in part, quick forgiveness, peace, and minimization of stress, key to overall health. And how have you been able to achieve this in your own life? Well, prayer is a very powerful weapon in the battles of our lives, and cancer is the ultimate battle. And, you know, God knew this, that we would go through trials like this, and he tells us in Philippians 4, 6 through 8, through Paul. Here's Paul in prison, and he's instructing us in the middle of the trial of his life to pray about everything, give thanks in all things, And look for the good things along the way. Because through daily prayer, we're given the opportunity to communicate with God, confess our sins. It's a release. We thank Him for our blessings, and we focus on the good things, and we're laying our concerns at His feet. It allows Him to guide us as He speaks to our heart. But the interesting thing is, all these aspects of prayer and thanksgiving also promote healing, because all of them calm the emotional brain. And when you're going through a cancer journey, you cannot live in fear. And all these different emotions, some of it's normal. Sure, I was afraid. But you can't live in fear. You have to get on top of it. Because when your emotional brain is calm, it puts your body in a state where healing can happen. And so the patients that go in and they're negative, and they have a lot of resentment and anger and a lot of fear, these patients aren't going to heal as well. So if you want to give yourself the optimum opportunity to heal, you want to keep your parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system balanced and what we call calm during the storm. I'm not saying you'll be perfect. I woke up afraid sometimes. I had some nightmares. I had a panic attack before my second surgery. You know, because there are, there are a lot of feelings and fears involved in all of this. But by and large, I had to get on top of it and get on top of it quickly. How exactly did your husband and family come alongside in your six-year battle with cancer? What were some of the challenges, but also the victories? Well, it was just amazing how my husband, you know, I I knew he would. He's such a loyal and faithful person, but he would lift me up every day in prayer. He would tell me encouraging things. Sometimes he would be going off in a closet, and I would see tears dripping (laughs) because he was concerned. Mm. But he would hide it from me to lift me up. And when I had lost every hair on my head, and I was thinner than normal, He would look at me and he would say, every morning when I would wake up, I did not want to look in the mirror. And he would say, honey, you're the most beautiful woman east of the Mississippi River. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sitting there going, 
I know what I look like. What must these poor women east of the Mississippi River look like? But he loved me unconditionally, even though, you know, I didn't look so great. You know, when you're completely bald and you're thinner than normal, no eyebrows, you know, you don't look your best. And he just took that pressure off of me and loved me unconditionally. And he was there for every part of the journey. He was there to, you know, just to lift me up. And it makes such a difference that that person that's going through cancer has that from a spouse or from their church because sometimes they don't have a spouse. Sometimes, Jensen, a spouse abandons them in the middle of the cancer journey. And wow. that's where the church comes in. These people need love, help to promote healing. And when you feel loved and accepted, then you're in a better position to heal. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, Jenny Dent Brandt, her latest, Unleashing Your God-Given Healing. Jenny, just as your father overcame the scandal of Watergate and went on to pursue a meaningful life from political strategist to kingdom strategist, giving him new purpose in life, you also have overcome a life-threatening disease giving you new purpose as well. Can you talk a little bit about that and your daily routine now and what the doctors are saying now about the cancer you have overcome? Well, I have to be honest with you. When I went to the cancer hospital in Chicago to get the second opinion, I asked to meet with the hospital chaplain. I just didn't understand how a health nut like me could get cancer. And that chaplain looked me in the eye and he said, Jenny, I know your healthy habits didn't prevent this cancer. And I know that's discouraging. He said, but they will get you through the journey. And then he went on to say, you're a speaker. You're an author. Think of how many people you could help by communicating your journey and what you're learning to them. And I know you're thinking, oh, I said, oh, yes, I can't wait to do that. That is not what I said that day. I looked at him straight in the eye and I said, you don't understand. I don't want this gift. It was the gift I didn't want. But the more I researched and the more I learned what caused my cancer and what I could do to help my doctors to get me through the journey and come out with a better prognosis, the more I felt compelled. Yes, I will speak about this, even though I didn't want to. And yes, I will write about because people need to know how to prevent cancer and how to get through the journey. Too many people today are getting cancer. It's up to, for the generation born today, Jensen, one in two people will have one or more cancers in their lifetime. Used to be back in 1930, one in 30 to one in 40 people got cancer. So it's clearly things we're doing in the American Cancer Society and even MD Anderson and these top places are saying it. It's mainly a lifestyle disease with some genetics. But I had no genetics and I had none of the risk factors. So I went on a quest to figure out what caused my cancer because I didn't want it coming back. I wanted to change what I needed to change. And I also figured out the eight steps that would complement what my doctors were doing so I could have a better prognosis. And it's important for people to realize 
what the cancer patient does matters. If you hydrate, if you exercise, if you get deep sleep, if you have a positive, faith-filled attitude, all these things and so many more promote healing in the body. And by you doing the right thing, you're just making your chances better that you're going to heal from this and with less complications. So right now, what am I doing? I never dreamed I'd be doing this. I mentor cancer patients every day. If I'm not writing about my blog, I have a cancer prevention blog and wellness blog. If I'm not writing that post, I'm helping people who are going through the cancer journey or who've just gotten a diagnosis to try to figure out where the best place for them to go is, what they can do to complement what their doctor's doing. And that gives them power to know that they can play a part instead of just being the victim that shows up at the doctor's office and says, all right, doctor, kill my cancer. Amen and amen. Well, you're a real warrior, a woman of faith, a gifted author, speaker, evangelist, singer, and so much more. And your family's legacy uh, adds to all of everything in your life that you've had to overcome and are doing and beautifully so. Now, in your book, Jenny Dent Brent, you talk about the importance of a strong immune system, what breaks it down, what builds it up, and if one is depleted in this area, in the area of their immune system, what are quick action steps to resolve that? And secondly, in this COVID age that we're living now, masked up, which reports, if you believe them, say is not healthy for you to have a mask on. Can you speak to this? Your immune system is your first defense against disease. And if it's working as God intended, then you're less likely to get cancer. You're also less likely to get COVID. The stronger your immune system is, God designed your, your immune system to attack cancer cells every single day. And when you go to sleep at night, that only intensifies and against disease as well. So let's take the example of COVID, for example. If you properly hydrate, your immune system boosts, and it boosts immediately. It's the quickest thing you can do to get your immune system higher is to properly hydrate so all of your systems are functioning as God intended. So if you add to that sleep, when you're in deep sleep at night, your body is meant to fight cancer cells even more so because melatonin goes off, and it's a major cancer fighter, but it's also a major immune builder. So deep sleep, I've just given you two things that don't cost any money. They're free, and they boost your immune system immediately. When you exercise, your B and T cells, which is part of your immune system, your killer cells, they go up. That's a scientific fact. And so if you're trying to prevent yourself from getting COVID, and you hydrate properly, and you get good sleep at night, and you exercise on a regular basis rather than being a couch potato eating junk food all day, and in addition, you eat healthy foods that build the immune system like blueberries and you know a lot of fruits and vegetables, nuts, seeds, and herbs, you're going to be less likely to get COVID, and it really helps if you do follow the CDC guidelines. 
I believe the masks do help. I've been in China when they're wearing masks after the first SARS. It does help if you do it properly. It, it doesn't take it all away. But the point is you want to reduce your exposure to COVID. So by washing your hands, not touching things that other people touch, and following these CDC guidelines, you're lessening your exposure. But if at the same time you build your immune system with these eight steps in my book, then you've got the double protection to lessen your risk factors for COVID-19. This is so excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to author Jenny Dent Brandt, her latest must-read, Unleashing Your God-Given Healing. Jenny, you say in your book that every day is a, quote, gift. And I think when our lives are about to be interrupted with the possibility of that gift being taken away, it can change and does change everything. That said, what's been the biggest change for you? You know, I look at life differently now. Instead of worrying about all the things that could happen because of the fact that I've been through all of these treatments, what I do is I just wake up and I say, I'm here today, and I'm here to serve Jesus Christ, and every day is a gift. So looking at it that way, I mean, I've been told I am not promised tomorrow. Anyone that has aggressive cancer, the cancer can come back with a vengeance. I'm doing everything I can to prevent that from happening, but it could still happen. But I don't worry about it. I just wake up and I go, this is the day the Lord's given me. He's given me another day, and I will praise his name, and I will serve him today. You know, that's really the way we should live, one day at a time. But when you have cancer, it forces you to do that. Amen and amen. Any last thoughts in our remaining moments here today? I just want people to realize that God created our body to heal and regenerate. Only God could do such a thing. But we can either enhance that healing or we can suppress it with our lifestyle habits. And, you know, God told us in Genesis 129, I've given you this food to eat. It's the green plants and these, you know, fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds. And that is what we eat the least of. And now science clearly tells us that each one of those plants, nuts and seeds, fruits and vegetables carries a plant profile that promotes healing in our body. So we just have to realize that the more plants we eat, the more lifestyle changes that we have that promote healing, the better off our health is going to be. And it's only because that's the way God in his goodness and mercy created our body to work. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to award-winning author, writer, speaker, and daughter of the late-renowned politician, Harry S. Dent, whose career and ministry would be chronicled by his daughter in her 2010 memoir, Finding True Freedom from the White House to the World, Ginny Dent Brandt, and now with her latest must-read, Unleashing Your God-Given Healing, Eight Steps to Prevent and Survive Cancer. These two very powerful stories of redemption and overcoming are must-reads. You can learn more about Jenny Brandt's work, ministry, and mission by visiting JennyBrandt.com and Amazon.com and get her book, get informed, and then get the help you may need for optimal health inside 
and out. You will be blessed that you did. Jenny, thank you for sharing your inspiring story of overcoming and in so many ways. And when so many in this COVID pandemic era are struggling, not just physically, but mentally, spiritually, and in everywhere, your book, Unleashing Your God-Given Healing, is a mandate to do just that, practically, responsibly, and with all the hope that Jesus gives, your life is proof, and beautifully so. We thank you, and God bless you. Thank you so much, Jensine. And they can sign up for my cancer prevention blog at my website as well. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensine Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.